Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create your dream business so you can live the dream lifestyle that you want and deserve. Yes, success is not only possible, you deserve success. And now, welcome the dream business coach, Jim Palmer. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more, and those are good things in anybody's business. I am your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business fast. I'm really excited about this week's show. My special guest is internet business lawyer, uh, Lynn Elioff, and let me briefly introduce Lynn, and we'll bring her right on. She is, as I said, an internet business lawyer who takes care of the stuff that we don't like to think about us marketers, and it's her mission to show business owners like us how to cover our assets online without having to spend a lot of money on legal fees. As the founder of CoverYourAssetsOnline.com, Lynn created a do-it-yourself legal toolkit so that entrepreneurs could protect not only their business assets but their homes, cars, and investments. Lynn says one of the worst things we tell ourselves is, it'll never happen to me. My goodness, she's in my head, I can tell. <laughs> Not true. The, small, the smaller the business, the bigger the risk. And let's face it, nobody ever wants to hear the words, you've been served. Certainly not. Lynn, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Jim. Oh, my pleasure. You know, we're on episode, I think it's like 218 or something. I've been doing this a while. And um, you and I I were just uh, kibitzing a little bit before we pushed the go button. And you, um, we met through my daughter, Jessica. So you you live in Rhode Island, as as she does with her her husband and my two awesome grandkids. And um, so it's a very small world. It is a small world, and Jessica is awesome. I know she's your daughter, and uh, but she really is. She's great. So um, what's really cool is, um, you know, I, I have, and thankfully I haven't had to use for a long time. I have a business lawyer. I do have a trademark attorney. I have a couple uh, federal trademarks for no hassle newsletters and things like that. But there are there are things that entrepreneurs. Um, and small business owners need, especially in the online world, I would say, and it sounds like that's exactly what you do. So, before I dive into that, and we can en- uh, enrich my listeners with your with your brilliance, tell me a little bit about your background. Like, when you did you know you want to do this when you went to law school, or did you come out and say, "My gosh, there's too many people, um, personal injury learnings. I'm going to go in this direction." Or what brought you to this kind of um, area of the law? Uh, that's a great question, Jim, because I was I, I was probably the only uh, student in law school who didn't want to join a big fancy law firm and work 80 hours a week and all of that. I loved going to law school. That, that makes me a little bit weird because most people don't say that, but I, I just love that, but I did not want to work at a big law firm. And so what I ended up doing was working for a couple of friends of mine who had opened up their own uh, law offices and that felt good I was helping them out but still it was like me going to work and I've never really been a good employee type of person entrepreneurship has always sort of been in my bones so I decided to uh go into coaching business coaching online and then I realized oh my goodness like it's like a black hole out there I you can't see what's out there. We don't know what's out there. Unlike the real world, we drive to work. There are stop signs. There are laws and rules, and we follow them. But on the Internet, it was it was crazy. And I started.
hearing stories about people getting into legal hot water, using images online that they shouldn't have, or, or using domain names that you know were trademarked by someone else. And I thought, my goodness, this is this is cool. This is something I would love to do. And someone had once said to me years ago, you know, then you just have to figure out a new way to be a lawyer. And then I, and so in that, that's when I thought. This is it. This is the new way for me to be a lawyer. And it was to help online business owners uh, get themselves up and running online and cover their assets in the process. I love that. Well, first of all, it's a pretty cool name. It's, it's, it's got, you know, kind of uh, – it's a little edgy, which I think is cool. Um, <clears throat> but I'll tell you, you know, you mentioned uh, using images and things like that. I'm, I won't name the, the one or two big guys who are, who are threatening people constantly. <laughs> I found it interesting they uh, got a little bit of their own uh, comeuppance, and, which is kind of fun. But I don't necessarily want to go down that rabbit hole. But, you know, it is true that so many people are – it's kind of like the – I think the Internet's a lot like the wild, wild west. They just do anything, yep. throw anything up there. You end up copying somebody's stuff. And I see I see no shortage of people. And I know this, this probably isn't an area where you go. But people that I see quotes and they attribute them to themselves, and I'm like, okay, Jim Rohn said that like 30 years ago or somebody like that, you know, or Zig Ziglar and people just throw stuff up there. Um, yeah. But I want to, now when you, so first of all, did you know that Jessica's husband is also an attorney? Yes, she told me that, yes. Okay, <laughs> another connection there. <laughs> so, um, you know, I want, people want to know like, well, not necessarily the whole, do I go LLC, subchapter S, or do you do you do that also, Lynn, or do you focus a little bit more on um, you know proprietary information and, and copyright stuff, or like what do you cover it all, or what's your what's your main area? You know what, Jim, I I practically cover it all. <laughs> so okay. here's what I did, and this was my new way to be a lawyer. What I did was I I vowed to never work uh, and be at the mercy of the almighty billable hour. You know, you see, mm. lawyers just out there, uh, just counting those hours and billing exorbitant legal fees, and that was just not going to ever be my thing. And so as I got into setting up my own business and learning, you know, what was involved with that and the legal aspects of that, I thought, I'm going to just show entrepreneurs how to do this themselves. Like, there's so much that you can do yourself without a lawyer. So I created this DIY legal toolkit, and it has all of that in there. For example, it shows you how to create the website documents that you really must have on your website, like your privacy policy, terms and conditions, a disclaimer. I, I talk about how to set up an LLC when you're ready to break up with your sole prop because you don't want to stay a sole proprietor for long. Once you know you're in this for the long haul, you want to become either an LLC or S-Corp. Um, I talk about copyright and trademark. Copyright you can do yourself. Trademark, I wouldn't suggest you do that. Um, so when, whenever there is something that I suggest you go get a lawyer to help you with, I do that. But really, there is so much you can do yourself. So I put together this toolkit for the price of maybe one billable hour in, in a lawyer's time, and it's all in there. Uh, and I'm so proud of myself because I'm saving entrepreneurs a ton of money, and I know that's one of the obstacles that they face. It's like, I don't want to pay lawyers' fees. I'm not ready to pay that kind of money, or it, it, I'm too small. This isn't important to me. And so I've kind of made it almost 
impossible for them to come up with any other excuses because this is just way too important. What are the typical ways you see uh, online marketers putting themselves at risk? Well, first of all, using images. Okay, so I think we're all sort of catching on to that. But, you know, most recently there uh, there's a story about this woman, a doctor, who – went into business for herself online. She set up this beautiful website, had it uh, designed by a web designer and a developer, and so she sort of turned that all over to them, pushed the the live button on her website, and not, shortly after was uh, served with this demand letter for thousands of dollars for the images that were on her website. And it turns out that her web developers just grabbed images and put them on there, and she just thought they knew what Uh they were doing, and so Mm. it fell on her. And so sometimes when, and you alluded to this earlier, you know, people are running around (laughs) trying to make money off of innocent entrepreneurs for images, unauthorized use of images. And some not so innocent, right? (laughs) And some not so innocent. Well, but in the case of this woman, it was innocent, but that's no defense, right? So she she actually had to pay thousands of dollars because – she didn't know what she didn't know. And I think that's where things get dangerous for us on the Internet because we we don't know what we don't know. And, and, and the legal stuff isn't the sexy stuff, so we kind of don't want to deal with that. We stick our heads in the sand and hope nothing bad happens. But I'm saying, look, you have to decide, and I take that word right off the title of your book, which is awesome, you have to decide whether you're all in or not as an entrepreneur and a business person. And if you are, that comes with responsibilities. And those responsibilities include covering your assets online because there's more at stake than just your business assets. It's your personal assets too, your home, everything, your kids' college fund. So um, I'm here to sort of give a little kick in the pants and a wake-up call to say, come on, I, you know, yeah, it's boring maybe, or yeah, maybe it's a little, you know, stuffy, but it's got to get done. And so I created this toolkit to make it uh, engaging, and it's kind of easy because I just break it all down. You know, I'm a I'm a boomer, I guess. I'm 58, and so I'm of the generation. I do believe in insurance and stuff like that. And even when I was, uh, you know, unemployed and really struggling financially, we kept all our insurances going. But um, when I started uh, my first business, I got professional liability insurance, and I want to say it was around $1,500 a year, which and I had to ask for like monthly payments. That's how much cash flow I had, and. Um, I still have it to to this day because all it takes is one instance, right, of like you say, you're served, right? So what do you think is – and for, so just – hey, I'm just going to ask a question that's maybe a little off the wall. Is that – is it a generational thing? I mean, do people – to the younger, if they're millennials or whatever, Gen Xs, Gen Ys, whatever, are those folks a little bit more of the, oh, it'll never happen to me people or what do you think? Well, I wondered, you know, and I wonder if this is a product of the Internet and, you know, because we sit in our home offices and everything feels safe and secure and, again, we can't really see what's out there as opposed to previous generations, you know, sitting in a bricks and mortar and and you kind of you kind of have a real picture of how you can get yourself in legal hot water. Um, so, 
Yeah, I, I think you're I think you're right. I think that we have this false sense of security that well, if I can't see it, then it must not be out there, and then I'm probably fine because no one's going to notice me. I'm too small. And and the thing is, the um, entrepreneurs, or rather the um, uh, the hooligans, <laughs> the internet hooligans <laughs> who prey, who prey on small business owners, know exactly how small business owners tend to think, and they think they don't need to be covered up, and that's why they often become targets. Uh, for some of this stuff, sadly, you know. I'm curious what legal documents, and obviously this is a broad-based question, 10,000-foot view type thing, but for somebody starting out, Lynn, what would you say are either the top three or the top five legal documents they should have, even if they get them and put them in a drawer and never have to look at them? What are the most essential ones? Well, first of all, um, they wouldn't, usually go in a drawer uh, because on the internet it's all digital right so what you would okay. absolutely need if you have a website you would need a privacy policy a disclaimer and the terms and conditions these three documents I believe are absolutely necessary the bare minimum for protecting your website and all the content that's on your website. A privacy policy, um, the most stringent privacy policy is in California. So if you're on the internet, then you're probably touching California customers, potential clients. So that's a requirement that you have that privacy policy. Um, the disclaimer just reduces or disclaims your legal liability. You're telling people, hey, I'm giving you information. This isn't professional advice if you need that go get it. Um, I'm just here to give you this free content and use it how you like, but I'm not responsible for your actions. And then the terms and conditions is basically the rules of how people can play in your playground, right? Your playground, your rules, and you're telling them this content is copyright protected. You can't just take it and use it. So it lays out all the permissions of what they're allowed to do. If you had a membership site, it would sort of spell out there what's allowed, what's not allowed. And then I think the the other document that you – there are two more, really, a product's terms and conditions. So that's when you're selling products, um, is say a coaching program or something like that, and you want people to be able to check the box that says, I've read the terms and conditions of this product, and in there will be – the rules of taking the course and that you're not liable. So it reduces your liability and sort of just lays out what the expectation of the parties are. And then finally, you need a client services agreement if you're working one-on-one -on -one with people because that spells out the rules of the relationship so that there are no surprises um, down the road. And I've been hearing so many people tell me how they are getting stiffed, coaches and consultants, because people just aren't paying up and there was no contract to begin with. So they, you know, cancel the automatic payment plan or they just don't pay. And so that can, you know, that, that hurts. If you don't have hmm. any recourse, then you're just, you know, out of luck. Wow. Is this is this the kind of thing that people really can do it themselves with a little guidance, or because um, I'm intrigued by the uh, do-it-yourself kit you're talking about? So absolutely, I so for example, with um, let's take the the client services agreement. I give you a sample uh, agreement, a template, and then 
say, and then there are blanks in there, which you would obviously fill in. That, that's kind of self-explanatory. But then there are clauses that if you're a coach or if you're a consultant or if you're a therapist and a coach, these are the things like pull these out and put them in there um, or take this out because that's not relevant. So that's, for example, what happens with that contract. And if you had an attorney draw up that contract for you, we're looking at three, four, six, you know, depending on the attorney, it could be hundreds of dollars. Um, and the privacy policy, I do the same thing. It's a template. Then I explain very clearly, like, what needs to go here? What needs to go there? If you're this type of business, this has to go in here. And with all the documents, so, yeah, it really isn't as difficult as people think. Now, if it were a trademark, I would absolutely say don't do that yourself get a lawyer, get legal advice. You don't want to do a trademark registration by yourself. But a lot of the other stuff, you absolutely can. Hmm. What, what do you, um, for somebody who finds out that somebody's been copying their stuff, do you suggest they go right to an attorney? Do they reach out to those people and say, stop it, cease and desist? Or, you know, how quickly do you ratchet things up? I think the first thing, the best thing to do is to reach out and just say, hey, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but you're using my content. <laughs> yeah. um, and and please stop. You know, I'm asking you to stop. You may not realize it, but that is mine. Here's my website. Here's the URL that shows that that is where it is, word for word. Um, and so I think that would be the first step. If they refuse to... Uh, you know, cooperate with you, two things can happen. If you have actually registered the copyright for that content, then you have uh, some recourse. You can take legal action. But if you haven't, then you are very limited in what you can do. So the furthest you could go would be to use a DMCA takedown. The DMCA is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And that's a notice that would be sent to the uh, Internet service provider of the person who is infringing on your copyright. Those people are obligated to shut down a website that is allegedly infringing on someone else's copyright. So that would be recourse that you would have. But if you have registered your copyright and that content is with the Copyright Office, uh, as a registered copyright material, then you can take them to court after that. So I know that's like the last resort, and people don't want to do that, and sometimes they decide it's just not worth it, and, and that's fine. But the more you have in place, the more you have the ability to decide what you're going to do. You may not want to sue anyone ever, but if you've put everything in place, at least you have all the cards in front of you, and you can decide how to play them. Does that make sense? Mm, it does make sense. You know, <clears throat> about uh, eight years ago, uh, somebody was looking at one of my programs, No Hassle Newsletters, and then um, one thing I do, and so I'm going to uh, actually share this with everybody, if you subscribe to my program for a month and then quit, it's not that we don't have that occasionally. We do watch out and see what you do for about six months. And on one of these visits to somebody, to a, a member who signed up and then quickly quit, 
is uh, they had a website. We found out they were calling themselves the Newsletter Guru. They basically copied my entire site, and, man, I, I went ballistic. And the one thing wow. we did, and I'm sure you, you would probably suggest this, we took screenshots and video because once I contacted them, it came down. But I had proof that it was up there. And I'm not going to go into the whole story, but that was like, you know, boom, smoke pouring out my ears and everything. That was uh, pretty galling. But um, I, let me it, go it, to the really- – it yeah, is, and it happens, and and I think, like what you're describing right now, it really feels like you've been violated. This is all your work that you put into yeah. this. I mean, your business is like your baby, and and you want to protect it. And when you uh, when you do, then you feel like what you did. Um, you can take some action. Otherwise, you're you're like stuck with no recourse, and that may, leaves you feeling so helpless and powerless. And that's just not good for morale. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lynn, let me ask you, and I don't want to name names, getting myself in any trouble here, but, that you know, there are um, one or two of the really big dog images and sites, and they're constantly sending out these, hey, you owe us $80, you owe us $570, you owe us $1,200, we found this image, and blah, blah, blah. And they scare the holy hell out of people with their follow-ups and stuff like that. What If somebody gets one of those, even if they're unaware or, like, maybe it was innocent or whatever, what should they do? do you have any, or, and, well, and if you can't offer legal advice, I understand, but just curious. Well, I think um, you're right, and sometimes the, the demand is for thousands of dollars. So I think the first thing you have to ask yourself is, is this real? Like, did I use this image without permission? So that would be the first question. If the question, if the answer is yes to that question, then find out who the legal owner is of that image. Like who owns the copyright to that image? And that way you can find out whether this is a bogus claim or not. Like the person coming to you and asking you for money may know that you don't have permission to use it, but they may not really even have standing to come after you. They they just may be doing it because they know you're at fault and you might just fall for paying uh, them. So you want to make sure that the person who is coming to you and saying you owe us money is actually the copyright holder. And then from there, you'll want to uh, negotiate with them or certainly apologize if it was uh, inadvertent or anything like that. So it depends on whether it was innocent infringement, whether there was a copyright notice that you had uh, that this was copyrighted uh, material and whether you went ahead anyway and used it. There are so many variables there, but I think the very first thing you have to do is find out who is the legal owner of that image and then it, are the people who are coming after you the the rightful owners? Right. Lynn, um, if somebody's listening to this right now and maybe they're, let's say they're a couple of years into their business and they got a, you know got, maybe got some things going on, but um, they really haven't done anything legal-wise or testing the waters, blah, 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 what, should they contact you? And if they did, would you first advise them about, you know, their legal, the status of their, you know, their legal entity or what what would be the first thing you, you would take a look at? So what I offer is what I call an online business legal assessment where you could hire me for an hour uh, and we 
we talk about your business and your website, and I look at your website and I go over all the pages to see what you have in place, what's missing, where there are obvious legal loopholes or potholes, and then I suggest what you need to do to cover it up. Then I ask you questions about your actual business and how you run it. Do you have a client services agreement? Do you have, um, you know, um, other documents in place depending on the nature of your business. And so then I can sort of give you a big picture overview of what's, what needs to be done. So that's probably what I would suggest somebody does. Um, or, you know, really, um, Jim, if someone is the, the proactive type who just wants to get it done and they're confident that they can do it themselves, the most cost-effective way to do that would be to follow um, instructions, which, you know, I, I have laid out. But, I, I mean, you could find it out there somewhere, but it would take you a really long time because <laughs> I've put yeah. it all together in one place for you. Um, but it really is that informative. It, it'll walk you through. And I'm sure there are so many business owners who would say, okay, I've already done that. It's kind of cool because I have all these checklists, and you can just check them off and say, okay, good, I've got that covered, but, oh, my goodness, this isn't done, and I need to get this done. So you have two options if you want to uh, work with – if you wanted to work with me and have me sort of assess and give you a big-picture overview, or you could dive right in and start uh, getting the work done yourself. There is no easy way to have – well, I suppose you could hire a lawyer – and have it all done for you, but that would cost you thousands of dollars. It just would. Yeah, I believe there's. I believe in delegation, but I think there's three things that you do not delegate. You don't delegate your checkbook, you don't delegate your marketing, and you don't delegate your legal. Right. So that's that's right. that's my three <laughs> that I live by. What a great what a great show, man! I can't this one by so quickly. Um, Lynn, what's a website, and, and how can people uh, connect with you? My website is CoverYourAssetsOnline.com. Don't forget the online part, CoverYourAssetsOnline.com. And I have a blog there where there's a lot of free content, and I explain a lot of this so that you can get sort of a foundation in place. And then the toolkit is DIY, as in do-it-yourself, DIYLegalToolkit.com. And that is my toolkit with everything in there, including sample templates and documents that you can implement right away and I deliver everything all at once it's not like you have to wait every week to because not everyone is in the same place so not everyone would start at the beginning you may skip to module three because that's exactly the information you need about running Facebook ads for example and what you need to do so that you don't get shut down or blacklisted by Facebook I'm sure you're hearing that happens more and more these days too so those are the two ways, and thank you, Jim, for having me on your show. You're welcome. Thanks again, Lynn, for uh, just a lot of value. I'll have to have you back sometime in the next few months or so. I would love to. Thank you. Perfect. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. Watch for another great episode this time next week. Until then, keep taking action, keep moving forward, and don't ever, ever, ever give up. Now go out there and do something nice for somebody today. Take care, everybody. For more information and free resources on how to create your dream business, connect with Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, at www.getjimpalmer.com. And be sure to check out Dream Business Coach TV, powerful two-minute videos filled with Jim's unique smart marketing and business-building advice. 
See them all at www.dreambizcoach.tv. That's www.dreambizcoach.tv. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue Radio. And remember, success is not only possible, you deserve success.